Tyler, welcome to the show, man. My brother, thank you for having me on. It's a pleasure. Of course, you're on Wilson Podcast, the family show that pulls no punches. <laughs> Good, I'm a pacifist anyway. Perfect. <laughs> I usually start these off by having people describe their immediate surroundings, Tyler. Where are you calling in from? Calling in from the triad of North Carolina, High Point, North Carolina. And I am sitting out on my patio right now. Blessed to have a fenced-in front yard. We just started working on our garden, so we've got it all um, lined out with some some hemp line, hemp rope, and we've started digging like half the dirt. So our front yard is a fucking wreck right now. <laughs> wow! <laughs> but it feels good. It's a great wreck. Oh my gosh! Yeah, we just put in. Uh... At my partner's house, put in some raised beds, and it's so satisfying. Yep. That's exactly what we're doing. We're doing a couple raised beds for herbs, and then we're actually digging down into the ground to do some tomatoes and some zucchini, um, kind of try and do some lettuce, just some easy stuff to start off with. This is our first go around at it, but, man, like, I just don't trust anything that I'm buying at the – supermarket or anywhere i don't know if it's been injected with hormones who who the hell knows <laughs> like i don't believe anybody now <laughs> right and that plus just the amount of land that we have it would be like a spit in the earth's face not to harvest it so right that's that's what we're doing bro it's good to hear your voice man it's been a while since we've spoke i know likewise man yeah, things have been good. I've been down in Florida, and uh, I've been teaching and playing until, you know, just recently. Now, <laughs> more just teaching. Awesome. Are you still, are you teaching in person now, or are you teaching online still? Um, well, I was teaching both about half and half, uh, but now it's all online. I was doing, I have some private uh, voice, um, piano, and guitar students at an elementary school. I go and teach their uh, one-on-ones after school. Yes, that's beautiful. Yeah, but they moved everything to remote, so all the kids are homeschooling now. So now instead of it being like half me teaching people uh, remotely on Skype and then half going into the elementary school, I've just been seeing everybody on Zoom now, but same thing. Yeah, yeah, super, super cool. We I just did a Zoom uh, chat with some family members the other day, and <laughs> we, we talked for like an hour and lost track of time. It was so much fun. Yeah. It's hilarious. Yeah, I actually helped one of my students. I have a trio of siblings uh, that I teach, uh, a girl and two boys, uh, and their mom enlisted my help to help them get together this performance of Happy Birthday because they did. I think think some of them were quarantined together, so it was like a hybrid Zoom and real-life birthday party, but it was for for her mom, for the kid's grandma. And so we coordinated. It was like... Uh, there were, I think, two different, I guess, two different sets of cousins. So it was like a whole group Zoom call of my my students in Florida, and then one Zoom call that came in, oh, I want to say from New York or something. And yeah, then yeah. Zoom, yeah, then another Zoom call that came in from somewhere, and it's like to rehearse it, we had to work out, we're like, okay, everybody mutes theirs so they can hear themselves and they can hear me. So then we can go through and we, you know, rehearse it that way over and over and over again. 
And then for theirs, they had to just figure out, like, okay, we recorded on whose computer because they have, like, the quietest instrument. And then right. like, well, <laughs> so it was this whole, like, thing that, I don't know, it's just, like, fun because it's still, it's the same, it's the same art that we've always been doing, but it's just, like, it keeps it interesting. To have. It is, man. It's super dope. It's a new art, you know? Like, yeah. I mean, it's it's something that's coming out of this. I think this is one of the beautiful things that we can take away from this time of of repose and rest is new creativity, like tapping into new source creativity, thinking about things we haven't thought about in a way, in a manner that we have to. We're almost in survival mode right now, you know? So, like, my job's been taken away. I'm a bartender, right? I work at a brewery, brew beer and tend bar. So that's gone. So I've had to... And all the gigs are gone. So I've been gigging every weekend. So we've had to be creative about how we make money, how we buy food. That's hence the uh, garden. <laughs> right. But also how we get in touch with people and through the Zoom call, like communicating. We need we thrive off of communication as human beings. And that's that's just super crazy right now. And I know you've heard a lot of conspiracy theories new world order trying to take over putting 5g in place whatever but this time of separation is really difficult for a lot of human beings who thrive off of you know that communication and being in touch with each other like in present like in the presence of another human being feeling their electromagnetic field that's around them it's so crucial to our growth and healing i feel like so it's um it's just been a really interesting time how to be creative and how to find that for yourself within yourself. Yeah, I agree. I think it is. It has been, it's kind of like a rite of passage, you know, it's like the whole species is is undergoing this rite of passage where it's like, we're all getting in contact with our mortality at exactly Uh the same time and kind of (laughs) focusing on our homes, looking at our homes, being together with the people who live there all at the same time. Uh, and I agree. Yeah, I I want to ask. Speaking of the conspiracy theories, too, I wanted to ask <laughs> what you think about this. My, and I mean, it's not really a theory. It's just kind of the way that I personally digest this stuff. Right. To me, it seems that it's like I don't think there needs to be like a tiny cobble of evil humans in an ivory tower somewhere for some of these forces to be true. Like I think, like maybe. You know, like, I think Wi-Fi signals and other kind of electromagnetic signals can be damaging or not damaging, regardless if someone does it on purpose. Right. And I think that, like, no matter how you slice it, there's more people who it just doesn't really profit them to put out that message. And so it's not that they're trying to hide it. It's just that, like, it's their company that puts out the message. So they're like, yeah, whatever. It's like, but it's like at a, on a small business level, that's like, whatever. Of course, you know, maybe I found a mouse or two personally the owner at 4 a.m when i was in there and i you know i don't mention it to anybody and like even right if, even if that went wildly public nobody cares like i think to me the reason that the conspiracy theory material is useful is because like it just allows people with you know essentially the opposite motives to get a message in and i think that these forces can be happening and i think that you know society can be changing and going towards this like broadly authoritarian thing even without there needing to be a like actual conspiracy like i think there are forces with capitalism and money and you know just natural Mm -hmm. human nature that kind of like cause people and things to act conspiratorially right i don't think it's like i don't think any individual person is uh like i was (laughs) i was 
I had this conversation about Satanists. Uh huh. Like what I'm saying is, I think if you talk to any individual Satanist, they're like, eh, I just I like the edginess. I like you know a baby sacrifice now and again. It just it keeps life interesting, <laughs> you know. But it's like if you look at what that means for like society, it's like oh, we have this certain percentage of people who have these like weird motivations, and they are in you know every part of you know not specifically satanists even but just people who have right. you know are motivated by like weird individual things and there's exactly just, there's enough of that in humanity to create these like weird currents of suffering human bondage whatever but it's not yep. i don't think there necessarily needs to be like one evil troll in charge of that yeah i think we're all part of the problem i think i mean that's a great way to look at it uh, from your perspective, but we are all collective beings. We're collectively adding to this conspiracy. It's like when you're sitting in traffic, you're like, God damn, I wish this traffic were... It's like, bro, you're a part of the traffic. <laughs> you know that, Yeah, right? yeah, 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 exactly. So we're trying to... It's it's that daily battle in between ourselves. What are you buying? What are you looking at? Where is your attention focused? What are you watching? What films are you watching? What clothes are you purchasing? What brands? People don't sit down to think long enough to say oh shit they follow their clothes back to realize that they're they're buying clothes from the rothschilds or they're buying clothes from donald trump inc or some shit you follow the money and you figure out that's not what you're supporting so i think it's awesome it's it's the conspiracy is us yeah yeah and that makes it such an easier like it gives you a place to start because it's like, oh, okay, like all I have to do is reorient myself and say, like, the hey, real yes democ- it, the real democracy is capitalism and how I spend my money, and it's just being conscious yep. of that. Maybe I'll get the thing that I wanted from voting, yep. which right now is a little bit of a flawed system. Right, it is an incredibly flawed system, and it's been flawed over the years. This shit didn't even ha- didn't happen overnight. All this stuff didn't happen overnight. It's been passed down from generation to generation. It's happened for a few generations to allow it to get to this point. And that's why we seem like we're out of control. There's so much information right now. There's so many opinions. There's so many choices. We're confused. And they want you to be they, whoever it may be, the people that are profiting and the people that are making money and living sustainable lives generation to generation who understand how to play this game. Those are the ones, the powers that be, whatever. But it's these people that are are on our level who make the machine run. And it's almost like we are so indoctrinated by all these choices and we have our little stigmas. We're like, yeah, that's us. Or no, that's not us. When at the same time, we're a piece of everything. It's a piece of all of us. And if we take that time to turn inwards, what did Gandhi say? Be the change you want to see in the world. If you just take that moment to be like, okay, maybe I'm fucked up. <laughs> maybe, maybe I'm flawed a little bit. Maybe I'm judgmental. Maybe I'm narcissistic. You know, maybe I have the Satan and Satan and God raging inside of me. And I get to choose every single day who comes out on top of that battle. Yes. That that's, I mean, that's what it comes down to. Cause you can't, I can't go change the Rothschilds. I can't go kill Donald Trump. I can't go kill capitalism and stand on the corner and do this shit. But what I can change is what the fuck I put in my body. Yeah. You know, absolutely. What I put in my head, the people I'm talking to, the people I let have my energy and there's two types of people in this world, man. There's givers and takers, there's producers and consumers. And at the end of the day, what are you? 
that that'll tell you who what whose side you on real quick. Mm-hmm. That's not a Republican or Democrat. <laughs> that's that's ebb and flow. That's positive and negative. That's balance. That's a hermetic principle. Yeah, hundred percent. That's like, are you aligned with the future of humanity? Because it's keeping that producer instinct, that creator instinct, alive. If you make the decision to not nourish that and just be a consumer then it's you know you're increasing the percentage of consumers in the future of humanity and you're making it a little bit less fun <laughs> yeah exactly and and it's just these it's these small the devil's in the detail man it's these small decisions are you choosing to go to harris teeter or are you choosing to go to your local deep roots your local co-op market right are you are you choosing to purchase that on amazon or fucking larry's beer shed has the same shit might be 10 bucks more but it's right down the street and they get to thrive and you get to thrive and probably larry's beer shed's going to come into your uh business and buy some shit from you too and keep it going absolutely so I, I think this is this time right now, a lot of people we've been going through a dimensional change. We're about to go into the age of Aquarius. I'm sure you're hit to all of that. But I think this has really been an awakening for a lot of people, um, friends in the past who really haven't been into esoteric ideals and mysticism and magic and inner knowledge and inner wisdom. They're starting to question this stuff. I've had a lot of people hit me up. Like, yo, man, can you tell me more about the chakra system and tell me more about like, yes. third eye? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuff? I'm like, hell yeah, I can. You can come over for <laughs> what dinner, you bro. I know about that third eye. God damn, I hope you got seven years. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm grateful for that. And this is just like yet again another crossroad, another choice. It's a binary choice, man. It's a it's a polarizing choice. You can either choose to continue consuming this earth. Or you can choose to produce alongside with it and live with it. This is Mother Gaia calling, too. People are like, oh, we're killing the earth. Nah, motherfucker, the earth is going to kill you. It's going (laughs) to burn you off way before you're going to hurt it. Trust me, it's happened before. (laughs) Oh, yeah. That's that's this whole thing, man. And, you know, I've I've really tried to, being up in Asheville um, and the likes of, of you and the lifelong friends that we made up there, it really taught me how to live sustainably and live mindfully and like, just start, just stop and think for a second, you know? Well, it was just so encouraging to be in a place that was about that. For sure. In the South. I mean, where else can you go that it's just like every single business you go into is encouraging you and rewarding you for making increasingly educated choices. Right. And support and supporting that community. And, you know, I'm living in High Point. It's, um, you know, everything's pretty corporate around here. There's a lot of, you know, there's Applebee's, Kickback Jacks, uh, every fast food place you can think of. And it, I was just thinking the other day, I was like, God, man, it just sucks that there's no sense of community in such a place that spread out with corporations that aren't even from here. And why, how did we get to a point where we thought that we needed extraneous stuff to make our lives better with what we already have? Right. You know, this, this want, we want more, we want more, more. Like how did, I guess it's capitalism and I guess money is the base of that, but money's not an evil thing. It can be if you, if used in an evil way, but it could also go back to your farmer to help him buy more grain or go to your local musician to help him buy a new bass to record the next best fucking Jocko Pistorius album or some shit, you know? 
but it's it, it's the the money is being spent so lazily. That's what you know. Do you ever do you follow uh, Gary Vaynerchuk at all? Oh, I do avidly. <laughs> yeah, I love Gary. He's like he takes zero prisoners. Yeah. at all. <laughs> <laughs> but he's 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 on a higher level, man. And he's like, he, I was listening to him the other day. He's like, these motherfuckers have already spent their twelve hundred dollars stimulus check on stupid shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm. I mean, I, I'm sure you do too. But my stimulus check is it already has names on it. It's got my landlord's name on it. It's got Duke Power's name on it. It's got you know other people's name on it. But yeah, hundred percent. People are so, and I used to be the same way. I was fucking also 18 years old eating hamburgers. Like, come on, you got to grow up, learn how to manage your money. And that's something we weren't taught in school, but Uh it's people use that as a crutch all the time. They use all this back ass word bullshit that they learned in school. Like you can't unlearn it and be a human being and be an adult and carry, you know, carry yourself and take care of yourself. Instead, they just want to make, all these excuses for stuff. Well, that's just how I was raised. <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, goddamn, are you still being raised? Right, right, like, exactly. Yeah, who's raising you now? And they have kids, too. Yeah. So, man, it's just this weird victim mentality. It goes along with the producer-consumer mentality. It's either you're a victim or you're empowered. You know, either you're a consumer is the victim, uh, the empowerer is the producer we empower people right yeah and it empowers me to empower other people yo it is a fucking blessing if i get to hold the door open for you it's a blessing if i get people have this weird view like oh it's such a burden homeboy my one of my good friends who helps me out all the time asked me to help him move a dresser oh yes i gotta go do it (laughs) what no you victim it's in yeah (laughs) It's empowering to be able to help other people. And I think if we can, through our actions and through our art and through, you know, just the way we carry ourselves, people ask, like, why are you so happy? How do you have this many friends? How do you, how's your business thriving so much? And you can tell them, it's like, it's because I think about other people first. It's because I'm an empath. I'm trying to live a life of altruism and help people. Yeah, that's true. It's hard not to feel good. about it's almost when guilty. stuff's going well because you're helping people yeah it's almost a weird guilty feeling like mm-hmm. but that's that is that feeling of of pure blessing of pure unadulterated raw love just coming right back at you yeah i mean well you you strike me as some i mean not strike me you are someone who reflects back the blessings that you've been given you know like you don't have to you don't have to receive abundance in material ways from the universe and emotional ways from other people to shine it back but like i think that you definitely are someone who has and like makes it known that you are grateful for all the blessing you know you don't let it just stop when it reaches you. Nah, it's it's something that i it's a constant evolution man it's a constant growth and you know, I, I try to tell myself that I'm grateful constantly throughout the day. That's what I say when I first hit my feet on the ground. I just say I'm grateful, whether I mean it or not. The words coming out of my mouth just make me make the gears start turning when I wake up. And to because we get we get distracted throughout the day, man, there's so many distractions. And, you you know, we can get sort of turned turned inwards a little bit. We get a little selfish sometimes. Uh, you know, we're, we're human beings. We go, we have a wide range of emotions, but to keep that in my mind's eye, gratitude, always 
gratitude for the house that I have, gratitude that it's warm, gratitude that I have a bed to sleep in. It's these simplistic things. And then it, it just like Fibonacci sequences out of that. And the, I swear, man, the abundance that comes from just thinking about the necessities and the simple things, uh, it's, it's unexpected and it's magical. And, you know, the people like you, you're one of those pe- magical people that came into my life when I was just practicing complete gratitude. My girlfriend, love of my life, same thing, just practicing gratitude, man. And it just it just somehow falls into place. But it definitely is a it's a daily practice. It's a practice, man, like yoga, like like uh, playing bass, you know, you can't get too good at it. You can't do get to, ever get too good at being grateful. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's creating a place. It's, uh, you know, you have a place of gratitude. I think about, like, <laughs> three-dimensional space and four-dimensional space, yeah. right? So it's like a space in your house is like there's one room. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you looked at it from above on a blueprint in two dimensions, it's like a, a box. And, like, within that box, that's the space. Yeah. But in four dimensions, like, across time, like, the only space – is like where something happens in the same time and place like every day and then there's some like regular pattern so like by a day or by a week or you know by some movement of a physical object in relation to it it's like the same thing so like you're you know for me uh my prayer practice is like always right when i wake right. up right before i go to bed yeah. so it's like so it's like it's a quote unquote it's a place but it's like a place in the fourth dimension, it's this weird like tube through the fabric of time space. But like yeah. gratitude is part of that too. Like we all have this like weird, like well, <laughs> beautifully weird gratitude ball floating in metaphysical space. And you kind of go to it. You go to the gratitude planet and you go and like, you know, you build whatever structures are there. And if you've spent a lot of time there, then it's like, you know, the gardens are nice. There's stuff growing. There's like shade to sit down, you know. Wow, I love the way you put. I'm just seeing this whole image in my head. I love it. it's so true. You've like built a home there. It's become more familiar, more consistent. It is a metaphysical place in time. Woo. Yeah, or like a song, you know, anything that it's like, uh, you know, any kind of a ritual or routine or a thing where it's like it has a beginning, middle, and end, and it's kind of you know it has a pattern and you repeat it right dude i love that we have we do yoga uh every day at 1 30 my girlfriend uh has an online yoga following and cool she was teaching obviously at studios around town right but not now but um you know we just tried to be consistent and we find this dis- <laughs> we find this discipline and this focus out of consistency try to cook at the same time uh also i think cooking can kind of be like prayer meditative especially oh, yeah especially if you're cooking with a partner um, or, or a family member or something, there's this therapeutic movement to it, this artistry, this grace, um, same with prayer and doing yoga. And yeah, it does take you to this little metaphysical place. It raises your dimension. You're in another spot. You're in between that fourth dimension and fifth dimension. And yeah, it's, yeah, I love that, man. I need to, I need to, uh, put some, put that more into context for, uh, friends that follow my pages as well because that's so crucial man finding that that consistency you know yeah i it gives you ground to stand on it's it's so weird because it's like it's almost impossible to talk about 
in any way other than just like straight up cliches like (laughs) you ground to sin and it's like you have to like explain it in these very vague like grandpa language but that's why it got so cliche because it was said over and over and over yeah 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 exactly yeah exactly you are what you eat and people like ha 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 that's funny but it's like wait no you really are what you eat literally it's like literally yeah it's hard yeah because we have to go about our daily lives and think about all these other things or at least we we do we are right now we're trending towards doing that and so it like it does it feels like oh, that's a cliche, or oh, that's this, or oh, that has to be, like, put into some other language to be applied. For sure. But it's, but it's, I think that's, maybe that's the new age is, like, we're starting, we're coming back, we're coming back to the roots and the instincts and that kind of stuff. For sure, and it is, it's coming back full circle, I think, you know, you you think about it cosmologically, we're coming to the end of this age, you think about it, um, with, like, media and stuff, you're starting to find now, oh, we're going back to independent media we can't trust the mainstream media anymore that's coming back to that right we were talking about harvesting our own food you know we tried letting everybody else produce it now everybody's starting to come back to getting in touch with the earth and everybody has their own garden now so there's this this full circle coming to and i feel it i feel it with myself as well um you know, when we met, I had just graduated or I was going, I was going through that physics exam. Holy shit. Yeah. 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 That was happening. (laughs) That was hell week. But I like even my, the taste in what I was learning and the taste in the music that I was playing was so like just sporadic and out there and intense. And now I've found myself starting to study more simplistic values, like hermetic principles, um, the Emerald tablets, just very simplistic, uh, theology and spirituality and also the music that I've been listening to and playing. I've been listening to a lot of like lo-fi hip hop, just yeah, loopy stuff that has like a four chord progression that you can solo over. It just kind of entrances you and the music I've been writing too. So, oh yeah, dude. What was that song that you, I guess that's on your new album that you posted on uh, Instagram a couple of days ago. Yeah. Yeah. It's um. so I've got a new project. It's we're called Horace blue Horace being, sky god of Egypt. yeah yeah um, yeah dude so cool i know super cool right <laughs> <laughs> i love that dude i love the whole egyptian pantheon and you know i've been studying a lot of ancient technology and ancient civilizations and that's coming full circle too there's a lot of new research uh that's coming to the foreground about who these people were and who these civilizations uh were aspiring to be being in touch with the cosmos in touch with themselves um in touch with the ether that this earth harnesses in touch with the, their inner toroidal vortex and the outer toroidal vortex. But um, yeah, it's, that came out of that. So it's just a, an exploration of this sound and this wisdom seeking journey that I've been on. So just trying to share that with people. It's the first of there's nine tracks that I'm sitting on right now. And it's a shame I can't get it out sooner. They're all pretty close to being done. I just need to get up with my mix engineer, Robbie. And uh, I want to sit down in the studio with him. And obviously, we can't do that right now. He's out in Nashville. And I'm here in High Point. <laughs> so, yeah. So, you know, just sitting on that. But I wanted to release that just to give people a taste. That was one the first song. We all we wrote this this year. This is all 2020 material. Um, mm. Me and John Hallman on guitar we every thursday we've been getting together 
since September. And we'll, we would literally write all day, like a six, eight hour session. <laughs> nice. And, or until we were too drunk to press space bar. You know? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Very inspiring. <laughs> right. But we would be amazed. The writing part. Very That's inspiring. The, it's a great writing process. He's like, you got some beer up there? I was like, nah, man, bring some beer and we'll cook some dinner and see what we come up with. And it was brilliant and it was refreshing and it was new steeped in what we were both learning and talking about right now. So super excited to share the rest of these tracks with everybody and just grateful that I'm able to, you know, make music, man. (laughs) Yeah. So you said, so this is, this is stuff you wrote in the last four months, basically. Yeah, I guess, well, I guess in the last, what would it be? Seven, seven, you know, end end of 2019 coming out now. Tell me about the lyrics. Like what are, what's, what are the lyrics like writing about this time in this time? So, I mean, it's mostly I'm trying to do, you know, the cliche, like I was saying, getting simple, but also throwing in uh, new ideas of oneness and hermeticism and, uh, you know, polarity. I'm talking a lot about as above, so below, talking a lot about balance, talking a lot about um, self-worth and killing your ego, understanding the difference between those two, because we're, we're such an ego driven species. And I think like being able to find that peace within yourself and not letting the external world get to you and infiltrate your peaceful, loving being is my whole, it's it's my whole thing. It's my whole uh, ploy on this, on this project. It's just finding that internal peace internally gazing within yourself and it's it's just been and and allowing people to like search and be on this journey for themselves there's this weird construct people think like you have to be in school you have to be enrolled at guilford tech or unc Asheville. you don't have to be enrolled anywhere to learn about yourself and to learn about your ancestors and the world and the earth that has been existing for billions of years so just trying to give people the green light through music to do research, to think deeply, to love more passionately and to love less jealously is my whole mission statement with this. Uh, beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Something. Yeah. It was something like that. We can sit down and write a better biography, but uh. it is, it's very complex, man. I mean, it is. And I think just, it's hard to put into words these feelings that I have. That's why I put it into song. So I, I hope that it can resonate, you know, and match up with the lyrics, with the music. Cause I'm, I'm just trying to explore different sounds. You know, it's, there's some jazz elements, some R and B elements, and then there's some me elements, some music. Cause I'm, I'm a huge metal head too. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, yeah, there's just some elements that are me that, I want to encourage people to do for themselves. You always got to put your you on everything, you know, no matter what it is, make sure you put your you on that. Oh yeah, man. This is a left turn. What kind of, (laughs) what kind of metal listener are you? Like what kind of metal (laughs) do you like in the headphones? (laughs) I like death metal, black metal, very thrashy, something that's going to just cradle your gut and send chills up your spine and make you 
feel so empowered like you're standing on the tallest mountain on earth. Okay, cool. But at any rate, this is like this is like the up tempo, more technical, more contemporary, like post year, maybe post two thousand five, maybe even post two thousand ten. It sounds like. Like, Post 2005, one of my favorite bands uh, is Job for a Cowboy, Black Dahlia Murder. Oh, yes, Black Dahlia Murder. Between the Buried and Me. I've got a Between the Buried and Me shirt on right now. Cool. <laughs> but, yeah, it's, it's more technical, more progressive, um, more intricate, and definitely very, just very internal. You can you hear this music. You hear how organic it is to these cats. Oh, yeah. It's just they're not trying to be anybody else but them. Right. That's what on across any genre, across any art, I fuck with those people so uh. hard. You know, no matter how obscure or weird it is, somebody you go into an art show and he's got uh, he a scribble with a pencil. I'm like, oh fuck yes, that's sick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just pouring yourself into it, something so passionately, and you can just feel it and hear it. You know. Yeah. That's. That's that intuition coming into play. 100%. Well, metal is such a cool canvas for that because since it's a more technical style, like you're allowed more notes, right? You're allowed like yeah. more variety from start to finish of, a, of an album. And so it's like, you know, you have this huge variation in like what progressive metal or what black metal or what speed metal means to this group right. of individuals. And so you have these like, really really innovative people really innovative producers like the way they treat the low end and the way they craft their tone is like so unique and it's like you know talking about something like lo-fi hip-hop it's a very very different i mean it's like the opposite it's like the freedom comes from the restriction and it's like how far can i push the lyrics how far can i push that whereas metal is this totally like musical like sonic playground yeah, it, it it that is a great way to put it. It's just the envelope is ever evolving too. Yeah, they're like, what? You have an A section, a B section, a C, a C prime, a D, a D prime, a D prime prime. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like whatever, but that's the beauty of it, and I, I think that's that that's a great way. But that's what I appreciate to it, and I try to um, that especially that structure uh, that metal allows you that structural freedom this new song that I released feels like to love you by Horace blue. It's a three part journey. So it's, I take the motif, the theme, the, the melody, the hook, and it it plays over each harmony section in a different way. It never changes. It never changes key, but the harmony and the rhythm underneath each section changes. Oh, that's cool. And so, yeah, man. So I think that's where that, I, almost subconsciously did that metal type structure a section b section c section done you know mm-hmm. uh, but it has fluidity and it's you know absolutely yeah i find that, myself just, in that in that pattern it's like beginning middle and end it has like rising action climax post or the uh, post uh, falling action <laughs> yeah exactly yeah, that totally. Uh, and you know, it's all circumstantial too. It there's no right or wrong way to write a song. Shit, you might a lot of songs just vamp on one chord and they're the dopest Absolutely. songs ever. You know, a lot of these jam bands and a lot of these hip hop songs. One of my favorite uh, pianists, Robert Glasper. You ever listen to any oh, Robert yes. Glasper? Yeah, he's notorious from that. He'll write a whole fucking song and he's just on one the whole time. 
but he he just disguises the way that he plays that chord and extends it. His voicings are so internally gazed. It, it seems like he's moving, but he's staying right there. Oh, yeah. Well, it's such an interesting genre in terms of the sound palette because the bass is down in a certain frequency where he can be like morphing that one chord and borrowing from major and borrowing from minor and like creating creating motion even though it is over a vamp and it is really just like it's different imaginations of the one chord yeah dude it really is that's a great point to make like opening up that low end uh because Derek hodge plays that six string bass doesn't he or five string bass and uh he just is able to play with that low B and, and really get underneath what Robert is comping himself. So it's almost like they're they're all playing separately. It's like Robert's doing his thing, Derek Hodge is doing his thing, and Chris Dave is often Chris oh, Dave. Chris Land Dave, he like that dude like lives <laughs> in a parallel dimension. My favorite. In this dimension simultaneously <laughs> and can have two different thoughts dimensions. It's wild, right? I, I can't wrap my mind around i watch all his videos i'm like there are there are two different beings yeah like he's able to keep (laughs) this like big beat like he can think in three minute intervals and then think polyrhythms at like fast tempos at the same time and so it's like he'll do a film totally like like you like you just took from a not synced at a different tempo and just played it for right the amount of space that you would have had in the original tempo I know, dude. It's, he's he's thinking, he's thinking like sixty four. <laughs> oh, right, right, right. He's already he's finished. He's finished the song. It's already done. <laughs> he's already done, man. But he's still playing. He's like, all right, I'm gonna quote myself in three minutes, but I'm gonna make sure I set it up right here. Pat, pat, pat. pat. Yeah, well, that's, that's it's really crazy, daddy. man. <laughs> daddy Dave, baby, that's for sure. And you know that that whole style of music has had a lot. Uh, influence on me too because it's it's just very fluid and that's very in the moment um you know those guys aren't going to sit there in the studio for hours upon end getting everything perfect the flaws the little mishaps like everything that's in there just makes it what it is dude oh yeah absolutely they're in there just capturing capturing more magic they've got they've got 18 usable takes because the amount of precision is like dialed in with the feel of the music so fucking true man and that's that's what's you know I, john and i have that too it's, it's i'm sure you've played with cats that you find you groove more with and cats that you just don't sort of mesh with but when you do find that those few people that it's like holy shit i didn't even know i could speak music oh yeah absolutely <laughs> there's a couple people in gainesville i mean they're everywhere i go i meet at least one or two people that are like that um, but there's one cat here, kid named Anthony, who plays keyboard, bass, guitar. Like he's multi instrumentalist, but like he's one of those people that like I feel like right. I can just hit record and just use whatever I want. You know, like I don't like any clip just because we're in we're in the moment. It's like we have that same little like the margin of error, right? All of the like inaccuracies. It's like that's it creates kind of the same swing. Like there's. Hey, hey. Hello. Part two. Yeah. Part two. Welcome back. That was a good little intermission break. Had to get some popcorn. Nice. <laughs> but um, 
What were you What were you saying? You were speaking on uh, one of your local cats, multi instrumentalist. Oh yeah, I was just saying. Sometimes you meet these these people that it's like your your swing is the same. Your sense of like I don't know. It's almost it's like a more of a it's more of like a social principle than a musical principle. Totally. Like people that you feel comfortable expressing yourself with uh in person yeah like regardless of whether the instrument's in your hand or not it's kind of like you feel comfortable to speak freely like when two people are in the flow with each other you could say something wrong you could be like oh yeah remember that thing last tuesday and then you could be like i mean wednesday and then you'd go to the next thing it's like you'd hear the mistake everybody hear the mistake but it would not affect anyone's experience right whereas if you're uncomfortable it's like what's oh, oh, i mean oh tuesday oh and then you have this whole like other conversation about how like i meant to say tuesday right man that's terrible i mean that's that's vibrations not uh adding up right there Just- yeah and that you're right it is it's emotionally uh depth i think emotion and spirit come i mean music is just a, a an elaboration an explanation of your emotion and your spirit combined yeah you know? and physical if you're you know it is it's physical emotion and spiritual experience playing music but yeah dude, that's, that's so true you ever like go you play a show with somebody you try to hang out with the other bands and you're like oh god these dudes fucking suck (laughs) (laughs) yeah sometimes there's just no vibe and it's weird yeah it's like how are we on the same bill how do we play the same (laughs) style of music yeah that's a super interesting thing and you realize how different the energy and even as an audience member the energy on stage from one band to another even in the totally same genre you know like in at the same uh, I don't know, whatever, crust punk shows. You know, think of something that, right. like, that's, it's the lyrics are different, but, like, the music is, like, very similar styles, very similar. Same yeah, culture. The, yeah, but, yeah, same culture, exactly. But the group of people, individuals on stage, varies huge. Totally. It really, it really, really does. You see, I've seen it across, I'm sure you've played different styles of music, so you've found yourself yep. uh, at different venues, around different bands, but in the metal scene, I've found some of the nicest people ever and just some of the like most nihilistic, narcissistic, sociopathic fucking uh, straight ironing their hair before the gig type people. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like what? It's it's such a dynamic, but literally some of the sweetest people are they look the meanest. (laughs) They've got their corpse paint on their face they've got a crusty ass beard and their clothes don't fit very well and they look very unapproachable but are the nicest human beings on planet earth yeah i find that the metal scene is extreme and just leaves more room for extremeness so right you know it's the the opposite of like a a sales office like a sales office (laughs) is like it's you're neutrally you're like very very neutrally whatever you are so if you're like right in the middle if you're progressive then it's like you have you have like one Jimi hendrix poster in your (laughs) cubicle right and that's like that's as extreme as you go but then on the other side it's like i don't know you have like a, a a port a paint an oil portrait of ronald reagan i don't know something like yeah. whatever the whatever the, i don't know but it's like that's as far as it goes it's like it's a little token whereas like in the metal scene if you're nice it's like you can crash on my couch and i'm gonna 
cook you three meals and right. we're gonna watch a movie and have a sleepover. You're gonna meet my aunt. She's gonna yeah. knit you a sweater. Like super, yeah, super exactly. nice. Yeah. Or people are like, yeah, man, I uh, worship the devil. Not that all people who worship the devil are necessarily evil, but this particular metalhead does and is evil. He's like, yeah, man, like uh, infant sacrifice. Love that. Like blood. All of that stuff, I, you know, I show scary movies to young children on purpose because I think it'll scare them. Like, yeah. I, I iron my hair before the gig. I, I make every, everybody has to wait to use the bathroom when we're trying to get ready before the gig because I'm, like, choosing which belts. Like, I don't even, you know, I don't even need to be in the bathroom, but just this is why I have 10 belts and I got to pick which was, like, studs or black leather. Yeah. Like, like dude, real, you're playing for a room real, of 100 extreme. people. <laughs> it's like you're playing at a dive bar, bro. Get out of the fucking bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> but it's it's just so interesting to see that. But, you know, I do see the older we've gotten, the more people have, like, dropped off from actually pursuing music as a career and really trying to honor the art, artistry, and honor the muse of it all. And it seems like now... You just find more genuine people. Um, maybe it's the style of music. You know, we're, we're playing this R&B, uh, soul, jazz, hip-hop. So maybe it's the style of music that lends to just... I've found a lot of woke-ass people in this genre, more so than any other genre that I've played music in. And you it's, mean, when you say woke-ass people, you mean people that you see as genuinely awakened. You mean, like, in the non-ironic right. sense, you mean these are people who either, you know, they're educated about the world and its history or they meditate and themselves or they yeah there's some kind of place that they have put real time into getting and now they can spread it right for sure and it's just that comfortability with self and understanding yourself understanding um that balance between mind body and spirit and dude i mean there's people that don't know how their organs work bro yeah people that do you know what I'm saying? They don't know the function of their intestines or how their colon works, like anything that that's on a very uh, biological level, but to understand your emotions, to understand what makes you react certain ways, to understand what you need to put in your body, herbs, teas, foods, vegetables, getting sunlight, exercise, doing yoga, meditating, reading, um, you know, creating whatever it's, you find those people in the, the, you find there's more esoteric people in this genre of music um, more. I've found it more so. And I, I just think it's because it's you, you we honor that muse, man. That's the whole part of it, man. If you want to learn something, don't discredit anybody else. Don't even spend that energy discrediting somebody. Just go indulge yourself. Oh, yeah. and learn about it, you know, and you find so much, so many similarities that we all have instead of looking for differences. Punk rock is no different from classical music. Classical music is no different from R&B, from soul, from blues, from fucking hip hop. It's all the fucking same, man. It's just how you experience it. Amen. You know? Especially now that it all comes out of headphones or it all comes out of a speaker you know like if you're just looking at a computer screen and a pair of even if you got the nice monitors you know it looks right. the whole your whole experience looks exactly the same listening to that lo-fi hip-hop as it does listening to brahms right exactly so there's it, there's a control with that and now it's up to your conscious self how you take it in and how you put it back out i'm 
dude, I'm just like overwhelmed by the uh, how grateful I am to be able to understand these ideas and just play around with them, you know? A hundred percent, just to see that there are different ways to be. I think that's the only thing is, you know, people's personalities get stiff. Their beliefs become stiff. It isn't that they picked a belief or reality that was wrong. It's just that they're, they've got an old one. They're stuck. They've got a shell that's too small. They're ready to, like, shed their skin and but there isn't like we've got a lot of message of you have the same problems your whole life that have to do with being attractive and finding a mate and there's right and there's no rites of passage so it's really easy in this particular culture to just get again cliche stuck in a rut a lot of people just get stuck yep. in a rut spinning their wheels yeah exactly yeah. But, uh, uh, uh. it's just you end up with a but, uh, uh, uh. You can get, you yeah. know, this culture is just, I don't know, you know, before you know, you just, I don't know, you're something like, oh, well, yeah, no, it's kind of, you want to go out, and you're right. It's very lackluster, <laughs> very just, I don't give a fuck, I don't care. And it's kind of, I mean, did you ever remember in school when it was uh, a bad thing to be smart? Like you got picked on for doing well on your exams and your papers? Were you in public school? <laughs> I Well, so I got to experience public school and private school. I changed schools about cool. like every two years and, and also in the Northeast and the Southeast. And so I got to see it different places. But that oh, wow. was the common theme. Even in the even in the private school where we we're supposed to be cool, it was still kind of like low key. The jocks like picked on the nerds. And it's yeah, like, fucking what? smarty it's parents. Like, like, like like jocks, you're what? gonna you're gonna be healthy and have no power in the world, and then your health is gonna go because you're not gonna play your sport anymore. And we all understand this as children. Even the jocks do, and it's just still like, why are we mistreating each other at all? Yeah, dude, it was it was the weirdest thing. When I got into high school, um, you know, I was I played sports too, so I was kind of a weird little bridge for the gap. Uh, I was in all the AIG classes and uh, the AP classes, but also uh, was really good at basketball and football. And <laughs> it was just, I was being pulled in so many different directions. It wasn't even funny, but now looking back on it, I'm so grateful that I was able to keep it together to give both sides of those attention. I'm grateful that I'm athletic and I can do yoga and I'm healthy and I can uh, touch my toes when I've been down. The oh, geez, run a- man run a couple miles yeah i think in my experience the anti-intellectualism in the in the like so-called jock world is only equally insidious as the anti-healthism of the nerd world you know of the nerd right because it's like oh like i'm so smart you know i don't need to when i'm when i'm old exercise when i'm old i'm gonna have so much (laughs) money and power and robots that all the money and power and robots will just do everything for me and so i don't need to still be able to use my legs Wow, you're so right. There is that. That's a weird dichotomy. But I've tried to find that balance. Like the older we get, you realize. Well, some people don't realize it involved, but you you understand how important both yeah. are, and how it's it just it just makes so much sense. And it comes, we'll come full circle uh, with our conversation. It just makes so much sense when you stop for a fucking second and just think about it. And that was the beauty of this whole rest and repose section of this COVID-19 being able to reflect on this stuff because we're all in such a hurry all the time. Got to go pick up the kids. Got to go to the gym. Got to get to work. Oh, shit. Got to go to Biscuitville. Got to go to Starbucks. Like, no, you don't. You don't have to do shit, man. Like, just chill 
and think about what you're doing for a second. We, we are a culture that acts before it thinks, and now we're chasing our tail. But it, it is just another moment for us to just stop and think because it does make sense. We're just remembering stuff. You know, we know it all. We, we, we fail to discredit our power and our intellect and our true overall godliness uh, because we live in a culture that wants to suppress it that wants you to rely on the government and rely on the corporations. They'll do it for you. It's easier for you. Let them cook for you. Let us do the thinking for you. Let us tell you what movies to watch. So we need to get out of that. That's the solution to all of this is self-motivation, self-thought, self-worth being regained again, and just a genuine interest in you, yourself. People should be taking this time to find a general, genuine interest and love for themselves. Yeah, I'll say, man. <laughs> it really is. There's a quote I heard the other day. It says, stop worrying about it. People don't like you, man. Most people are trying to figure out if they like themselves. Jeez, yeah, like, that's so true. It's like, shit, that hit hard. So. Yeah, yeah, and it's, but it's, yeah, it's the message. Because what we have plastered all over the walls of our culture is these commercials about like oh you need you got to have like the special deodorant and the right toothpaste and the clothes and like all these things which is like it's totally fine in that yes there were clothes over there and they had the clothes and they wanted to be like hey i've got clothes and i do want to be able to get that message and be like oh clothes i like those but it's just the proportion it's just the number of like you know if you think about an older society there are advertisements, there are people with things, but they're at the market and you go to the market and they're like, welcome to the market, we're people with things, but you leave, you can leave the market and then reality is, you know, the market is just this little thing, but now it's like the the line between reality and the market has been blurred. (laughs) So blurred, man. That's why we're all so confused, bro. Yeah. And it's... And it's sad because we are as powerful as we are. We have to have, there has to be balance in the world. So we have to have a lot of powerless people in this world also. So there is a huge discrepancy between the most woke and awakened and conscious being and the person who is living within our society today who doesn't hardly even know how to wipe his own. <laughs> it's sad, but true. And that's, that's, I think what, um, what uh, pulls at my heartstrings a lot because I want to help people, man. That's what I'm here for. I feel that conviction to help people, you know, my medium being music. But the ultimate goal is, you know, to to do the music production thing, get su- super successful with that so that I can give this money back to people, reintegrate them back into society and teach them about having their own dignity. 100%. You know, that's 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 the homeless population right there. It's not that they can't get out of it. It's like they've lost their dignity. Yeah. <laughs> they've lost all hope of even people don't even look at them in the eyeball anymore. Mm-hmm. So I just want to do my part, man, and be able to use this insight that I have to give back and help. And it's and it, it's I get I do struggle getting angry sometimes with people who aren't thinking the same way <laughs> i'm like god damn why can't y'all just help each other Fuck. <laughs> yeah no it is it's it's so hard because yeah there's a lot of message that's saying look out for your own needs we're in a time of scarcity 
Don't even worry about your neighbor. Forget people in other countries, other side of the world. You got to worry right. about you because if you are not worried about you every single moment, something's going to go wrong. Yeah. They're trying to feed that bullshit to you right now, man. And people cannot eat that fucking food. Don't drink that Kool-Aid because if we're separated, we're done, man. <laughs> if they have us separated, we are so vulnerable. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like the 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 thing, the beast that I still maintain doesn't necessarily have a leader, but this like current of like money related suffering, it's like fueled by people making money out of nothing, right? Like we're just like there's out of thin air. Yeah, I mean we're printing we're printing more money. It's you know the one point five. Yeah, if you look yeah, if you look up like where does the money come I Googled it and like look you know, scrolled through some results and like one of the explanations that I found was like money comes from the US Treasury which like (laughs) and like the value the value (laughs) the value of the money the value of the money comes from credit, which they create themselves. I think is what it said. (laughs) And I was like, whoa. So then it's like, okay, how do you combat that system? The only way is to give credit where it's not due, according to that system, right? Like you have to go and find people who are devalued by society and just be like, I value you, motherfucker. Yeah. But like not figuratively that, like literally that, because it's not because it's to say you have to do that figuratively means that you have to like go and get some of this imaginary money. But like the whole thing is that that other money is imaginary. So like you need an imaginary solution. I know. So you have to like not you don't it's not like you have to make government programs that go find devalued people who are maybe on the street homeless, whatever, who don't think that they can go back to society like you need to like on the individual level bypass government bypass money altogether and one person at a time literally physically go to people who are feeling shame and say i one human do not require you to feel this shame yeah that's it bro that's all it takes man it's a very simple solution i think there's a lot of weird embarrassment and shame that human beings house in wanting to put themselves out there and not be seen talking to a homeless person or not be seen talking to a black person or talking to a gay person. There's this weird, this is weird pride thing that people have. Like they don't want to be judged and seen and it's all ego talking, but we have to get over this feeling of vulnerability because vulnerability is the most powerful thing in the entire world to be vulnerable that builds strength and power and that's what i think i haven't understood until lately i'm 31 years old i haven't really understood what being vulnerable actually means and what having true power actually means like the boss doesn't have to tell a real boss does not have to tell you that they're the boss it's fucking understood right by every by everyone around that that is the boss right right (laughs) never has to say i'm the boss but it's the same with your inner power you never have to express that to anybody you just know and you feel it because you've allowed yourself over the years to be so vulnerable in so many different situations you've conquered the fuck out of them so it's like what's next what do you have what do you have next for me i'm gonna stand up for everybody that doesn't have 
legs to stand. I'm going to speak up for everybody that doesn't have a voice to speak up. What else can you bring to me? Because I've already conquered it. But that that's me speaking to my future self. <laughs> Absolutely. No, I mean, that's what we strive for, right? That's the, that's the pose. That's the, like, the, the hero's pose, the pose of righteousness. It's like you want the plant of your life, you want to be growing toward the sunshine of, like, of, yeah, of that moment of being like, yes, uh, I have earned power that I understand, and I can use it to empower people who have been disempowered by their life. That's it. That's it. Dispowered by their life or dispowered by letting other people decide their choices for them. And it's, I, I'm just grateful to be able to know it. So now, now it's, it's time now to dig in and <laughs> really build this infrastructure of how to do this. Yeah, absolutely. Well, cool, man. Well, we're getting close to the end of the time that I've got. Um, where can people, we already mentioned the Instagram and stuff, but, you know, give people the rundown of, you know, I don't know if it's your website or your Facebook, where you like to send people and then, uh, if you've got one last little bumper sticker of, of wisdom to send the kids home with. Yeah. Awesome, man. Well, first off, Wilson, you're a great brother, man. I appreciate you having me on. Um, and you know, just allowing people to have a platform to talk and to plug their art and to hopefully give themselves a uh, leg up in this crazy little race. But, um, like I said, you can find my stuff at Tyler long music or at Horace blue music on instagram spotify apple music title pandora has horus blues music horus as in the egyptian god and uh, we currently have one video on youtube as well it's called feels like to love you um but yeah man i think if i were to leave anybody with anything right now it's just to turn inwards and to really trust your gut and trust your intuition your intuition is that calm warm fuzzy feeling that you get when you're around someone you get an idea when you're reading something when you're watching something when these little dots just connect these synapses just connect in their brain in your brain and it sends it down into your gut and just warms your feet that's your intuition just really try to focus on that right now because i think that's the only thing that's going to get us through them through this uh COVID-19 situation with all the crazy fake news and all everybody has a theory and an opinion that's wonderful but your intuition and your gut is not going to lead you astray and I have to remind myself of that every single day so that's what I will leave you with I love you all peace and blessings and I hope that everybody is prosperous and uh, obtains all of their goals and dreams I really do we just all deserve to meet each other at the top that's for sure beautiful well, stay blessed, my man. Thanks again <laughs> for coming on the show. I'm sure we'll do it again. You too, bro. I hope so, man. Yeah, keep in touch. And uh, you stay cool down there in Florida, bro. Watch out for Yeah, games. man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, take it easy. Hey, one love. Later. I'll see you later, bro. Peace.